Our scripture passage for today, the seventh Sunday of Easter, comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. Now, when Jesus and the disciples had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set upon his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come with you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. The word of the Lord. Well, people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours now and forever. Amen. We're in the midst of a significant pause, in the midst of something that's a bit of a transition or almost like a breather in the midst of a transition. You might even call this halftime if it was a basketball game, when the first half is done and we're moving on to the second half. Maybe that's a strange way of thinking about that, but in the beginning of the book of Acts, I think about that transition almost like a movie sequel. Think about the gospel, the story of Jesus, the story of his ministry, the story of his life and his death and his resurrection, and then Jesus returns to heaven and the church takes over. Our reading came from the book of Acts. More formally, the name of the book is the Acts of the Apostles, and we see this transition that is going to happen. In fact, we're in the midst of it right now as we celebrate this, as we think about this day. But some things had to happen, and we're not quite to the next part yet. I mentioned at the beginning of our worship service today that this day, the seventh Sunday of Easter, happens to be in the midst of this significant pause between Jesus' ascension post-resurrection when he ascends back to heaven and the empowerment of the church by the Holy Spirit at Pentecost that will happen next Sunday. This is that breather. Now, think about this for a moment. Do something with me. I want you all to take a really big deep breath and hold it in and then let it out. Let's do that one more time. Breathe in and hold it. And now breathe out. Think about that tiny little pause as you're holding that breath. What are you doing in that moment? Honestly, you're not doing anything, are you? You're just holding it. One thing has happened, and the next thing hasn't quite happened yet. And that's where we're at. I've given you two or three different examples now, but that, I hope you're getting the point that this is where we are now. I love this brief passage, this brief moment, because we don't 
know much of what happens during that 10-day gap. Right at the end of Luke's gospel, Luke, who was written by the same author as the book of Acts, we hear that Jesus meets with his disciples and we hear of his ascension and we hear that they go back into the city and they wait. Here at the beginning of Acts, it's almost like the author is giving us a previously on our show and gives that little recap because we heard about Jesus' ascension, didn't we? That's how it started. He meets with them. They've gone out from Jerusalem. They've crossed the valley to the Mount of Olives. They're across there, and they have this last time. And the disciples give this one last chance. I don't know if they were aware that Jesus is about to be taken from us or not, but they have this one last chance to ask him a question, and they do. And this kicks off our passage for today. Now, like any good sequel, oftentimes we see the same type of things happening as we saw the first time around. And as I was thinking about this passage, I thought about a lot of the beats that sound really similar. Things that almost feels like we've heard before, and particularly in Luke's gospel. Think about the question that the disciples ask. Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of heaven? I thought back to a passage that we featured out of Luke's gospel about oh, four or five weeks ago. It's known as the road to Emmaus. It happened the day of the resurrection when two of Jesus' followers, Cleopas and another unnamed disciple, are walking towards Emmaus, and Jesus is walking with them, even they don't, though they don't know it. And they start to talk, and they say, we had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. And now, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom? Jesus tells them, it's not for you to know. I've told you this before. There are certain things that you cannot understand. The Lord has laid down the time. We don't know when it is. It's not for you to know. But then Jesus makes a promise, one that he has made before. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But until that time, I want you just to wait. Be patient. Wait for it. And with this, Jesus is taken up into heaven and he's hidden from their eyes and suddenly there's these two guys in white robes who can only be angels and and they show up and it re really reminds me of the two angels who show up at the tomb and t save to the women you're looking for jesus who was raised he's not here and now they say you're looking for jesus but he has been taken up and he will return in the same way we continue to hear these same sort of things, these same things repeated over and over and over again. And my friends, let me tell you what, the story of the scriptures as a whole, and not just the gospels and not just the book of Acts, but the scriptures in general seem to tell us these same things over and over and over again, that we must at times be patient. We must wait on the Lord, but the promise is that we are not left alone. That's the promise that we have from Jesus. That's the promise that we receive from, or we hear again from the two angels. That's the promise that the disciples and the followers of Christ receive. I want you to wait. They don't know how long this pause is going to be. We know it's 10 days. They didn't know. All they know is that Jesus had promised them the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will not be left alone. You will be empowered to carry my message forward. He says that too. He charges them with that. You will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and to Israel, to all of Israel. He says to Judea and Samaria, that's 
Israel as a whole, and then to the ends of the earth. And as the book of Acts continues, that's exactly what we see happens. They start in Jerusalem, they spread out through Israel, and eventually out throughout all of the world. And that, folks, leads us up to now, because we're still part of that movement. The same Holy Spirit which will come upon the apostles next week at Pentecost is still flowing throughout this world, still empowering the church, still uniting us together with all members of the church, all members of the body of Christ, not only right now, but all of them across time. We are all part of the body. Jesus is not physically with us, but we are the body physically present in the world to do that which God has called us to do, to announce that which God has called us to announce, to share the good news of what Christ has accomplished. That's what we pull from this passage. But we're sharing something else besides just that unifying identity as followers of Christ. I believe right now we are sharing the same sense of a significant pause. As we continue through the time of social distancing, life living in the reality of a pandemic, life as we begin to perhaps see a little bit of trickle of, of things expanding and things beginning to open and even we in our congregation are beginning to consider that as we look a couple of weeks down the road and the way that we're going to very carefully start to have some live in-person worship outside as we think about all of these things we know that there are things coming and yet at the same time we don't know quite what to expect we don't know how long this whole situation is going to last we don't know what's going on so maybe just maybe in this moment, we as individuals, we as the body of Christ, we as a community of faith, we are being invited to just take a breath. Breathe in, hold it, breathe out. Think about that pause. Now, folks, I've talked about this a little bit before. I'm going to go a little bit language lesson on you now because sometimes the way that's the way I think about things. If we go all the way back to Genesis and the creation of humanity, there's this mud creature, Adama, that's laying on the ground with no life in it. God has formed it, and it's not until God breathes the spirit of God, the breath of God into Adama that it becomes Adam, the human. And we're talking about breathing and holding our breath, taking a moment just to breathe, just to be. Well, folks, in the original language of Hebrew, breath or spirit, it's ruach. Fun one. I didn't really clear my throat very well. Ruach. In the Greek, it's pneuma, the spirit. All of these things come together. They're the same thing. They mean the same thing. And the source the source of all of this life, the source of the ongoing wind or breath or spirit, all of that around us, it comes from the Lord. The one who is perhaps right now in this moment inviting us to just be, to just breathe, to breathe in. And that breath which you hold in your lungs is the very breath of of God, the Spirit of God blowing through you. People, I hope that this comes 
and gives you a little bit of peace. I hope that this gives you a sense of calm in the midst of uncertain times, in the midst of things where we don't know what to think. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a lot of fear these days, a lot of concern, a lot of questions of, is this the right move? Is this not the right thing to do? Should we still be turning inwards and holding on and, and, and isolating and being careful? Or can we begin to slowly creep back out? There's all these questions, all these voices, I don't know what to listen to. And maybe, just maybe, all we can do is take that breath and feel the presence of the one who made us in the first place permeate within our very being. May that be something that brings you comfort today as you breathe in and breathe out and you simply pause in this moment knowing that God will call us forward into something in the future even if we don't know what it is and resting assured of the resurrection that lies behind us and the risen Lord who has gone to heaven on our behalf.